It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today. I'm also with the Spurs Zone and News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Wow, it feels like it's been a long time since we last spoken, but I'm glad to have you uh, back here clicking on this new episode. So what are we going to be doing today? Well, it's very easy. We do some news and notes, knock that out really fast, get catch you up on some things that you may have missed, and dive into the main topic is Jakob Pertl. And I get it; we've talked about Pertl quite a few times on this ep- on this uh, podcast. But our guest uh, later on, Casey Vieira, I'll bring him on in a few minutes. Uh, went deeper than just bringing him back, yes or no. I mean, really took time to look at the values, the arguments, pro and against uh, bringing Pertl back, or in this case, I guess matching any offer he gets uh, as he is a restricted free agent. We're going to be doing that in just a few moments. So let's go dive into some quick Spurs news and notes. Well, first of all, you know, DeMar DeRozan, he's a big advocate on mental health. We all know that that's good on him, but he's taking it a step further. He will be speaking at the Women Plus Sports Summit hosted by ESPNW uh, this month. And he's actually opening up the conference as a guest speaker on that panel. By the way, it is a virtual panel and it is free for everybody to join. Uh, just simply go to the Spur Zone, News for San Antonio, Fox 29, sanantonio.com. The link is there in case you want to join. Uh, it's a great cause, not only is mental health, it's uh, women in sports, sports in general, the pandemic, everything uh, is going to be discussed on this virtual event. And DeMar DeRozan kicking things off. Good on DeRozan. Uh, you know, here's here's something that you thought in a million years I never would have said, or maybe you never would have thought of. Bryn Forbes got a shout out on a rap album. Yeah, that's that's right. Bryn Forbes got a shout out on a rap album. And by the way, that rap album is from Bulls uh, Denzel Valentine. Well, so why did he give him a shout out? It was quite simple. Forbes and Valentine are uh, grew up together in Michigan, actually in Lansing, Michigan. And in that uh, rap album or that rap single, Forbes got a shout out for helping uh, Valentine get this rap album going. And by the way, it wasn't just Forbes that got a shout out. It was actually Spurs PR staffer, uh, Jordan Howenstein. He also got a shout out from Valentine. Why? Because Jordan is also from Lansing, Michigan. So it's it's just one of those off-season things just to keep you going. And it's uh, just quirky to see. That's all. You want to go to Spurs Zone. It's there. The video is there. But be warned, it's not safe for work. Valentine really lets those F-bombs go. So you've been warned. Hey, look, if you want to help a good cause and you're also a big fan of Keldon Johnson, then right now uh, there is an auction going on uh, for an autograph artwork by, not by Keldon Johnson, but of Keldon Johnson by a San Antonio artist. And the proceeds go to the San Antonio Ronald McDonald House. Uh, the photo is awesome. And what the artist did is took it a step further, 
outside of the fact that just showing them all charged up and a Mustang behind him because, you know, the nickname Mustang, but he put a spin on it and put him in the Spurs ABA jersey. It looks phenomenal. Uh, again, proceeds go to the San Antonio Ronald McDonald House. It's there at News 4 San Antonio. Dot com. And again, you know, speaking of Kelton Johnson, if you want a chance to uh, meet and greet with him, he will be uh, heading up at Buck's Do- well, Buck and Doe's Mercantile out in San Antonio. So all you San Antonio residents out there that want to go check him out and meet Kelton Johnson, now is your chance. Uh, I'm pretty sure all the COVID safety protocols will be in place, but you can do that on October 17th, again, at Buck and Doe's Mercantile, and it is for Bucktoberfest. Now, you're kind of asking, like, well, well, why is he doing this? Well, in case you listen to the uh, Lockdown Spurs where we had Kelton Johnson, uh, he said that he's an avid hunter, uh, big outdoorsman, kind of goes hand in hand. So now is your chance to see and meet the young Spurs rookie phenom. It's going to be a great event. I'm pretty sure a lot of Spurs fans will turn out for that. And uh, finally, uh, a shout out to uh, the Spurs Give, uh, Spurs Give and Bear County. And for those of you who don't live in San Antonio, that's just the name of the county where San Antonio uh, sits, is going to donate over $235,000 for local nonprofits. The Spurs once again giving back to the community and then some um, for mental health, emotional health that's going to go to uh, prevent domestic violence. It's a big, generous donation by the San Antonio Spurs, Spurs Give Foundation. All right, there you go, catching you up on all things Spurs. But when we get back, we're going to be uh, talking about Jakob Pertl and his future in San Antonio, well, at least according to what Casey Vieira feels uh, the team should go with. But before we do that, let's quickly talk about Built Go. Now, we talked about Built Bar before. Well, they're taking a step beyond. They're putting protein in a pouch with energy. Now, I, I know you've seen those at, you know, your 7-Elevens and your Valeros, those little foil pouches you kind of squeeze and it has like goo in it. Yeah, that. Uh, it's great tasting. It has a variety of flavors. My favorite is chocolate mint. Uh, and it gives you a quick energy burst right away. It's 1.5 ounces. Uh, you can put them in your briefcase, in your pocket, your golf bag, whatever. You go to the gym, you need a quick boost of energy and protein. It's all there in Built Go. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy hit without that crash feeling. I mentioned chocolate mint. They also got peanut butter honey and chocolate coconut. What you want to do right now is visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED and get yourself 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% at BuiltGo.com. And as they say, let's go. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back and I'm joined by Casey Vieira. He is a San Antonio sports reporter. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Uh, Casey, I mean, the Spurs, man, giving that amount of money to uh, local charities. You see Kelvin Johnson giving back to the community. I mean, whoo. 
they say it's first family, they mean it, Casey. Oh, you know how it is. This ain't no surprise. They've been yeah. doing it for years. Tradition continues on. So exactly. Yeah. Good by to the, see. Definitely. By the way, when are, when are you going to get your shout out in a rap album? Oh, I have no idea. I, <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any ties to rappers, unfortunately. Who? I, I unfortunately, never if I if I did, I would be a lot more. You know, disappointed that that people in my social circle can't give me a shout out on my rap album or their rap album. <laughs> oh, there we go. But uh, that that is the answer to your question. Yeah. But until until I incorporate uh, a true rapper, a true lyricist into my social circle, I do not see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> I never thought I would say Bryn Forbes got a shout out on a rap album. <laughs> you right? know, it's got to look out for friends, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I shared this with the Locked On Bulls uh, crew out there. Their reaction mm-hmm. was the emoji face palm. <laughs> Denzel Valentine, yeah, is he? He's with Chicago. Where is he? He's with Chicago. He's with yeah, Bulls? yeah, he's, he's, he's with, with Chicago. Okay, yeah. he um, got it. Yeah, apparently, apparently there's a big um, Michigan connection in the NBA. As Valentine and there's Forbes and we mentioned uh, the Spurs PR staffer. There's quite there's a few Jordan. guys. Most importantly, there's Jordan above all else. Like yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Jordan should have got his own track. They should have <laughs> wrote a track solely for Jordan. You know, I, I teased Jordan when I saw the news. I said, what's going on, Howie? And he goes, shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in Valentine's rap single where Jordan gets the, the shout out and he goes, and, and blah, 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 Howie. I'm like, is that Howie? Howie. And yeah, sure enough, it was him. So it, it, it was just Howie. a little quirky thing. And you know me, uh, Casey, in the off season, and I'll find something to keep Spurs fans' appetite uh, satisfied. You and, dig, man. Yeah, <laughs> I dig. And that's our – well, speaking of digging, you did some digging on Yaka Perto. Now, we all know he's one of the bigger free agents the Spurs have to uh, think about this off season. He is restricted free agent. He is very young. He's a big – He's given some uh, good numbers. I don't say great numbers, but good numbers. Uh, for efficient. The yeah, efficient. Especially in the bubble, they spiked a bit. But you had an interesting article. And, you know, when you tossed the idea to me, uh, you mentioned like, hey, you know, you're, you're, you think that maybe it's not going to happen, that he probably won't stay. Um, do you care to elaborate, elaborate on that feeling? I think more so if you want to put a label on whether – he's going to stay or whether he's going to go into whose call it ultimately will be. I think it's going to be more him making the decision as opposed to the Spurs right now. And the reason I say that is for one, he did say that earlier in the off season. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know in, in the, the article uh, we, we attached a, a reference to that speaking to a, a European outlet where he said, basically I'm, I'm open to going other places. Yeah. I think that for one and two, the other thing is if he plays this one year under the qualifying offer on on that offer sheet, that one year deal going into a free agency where he can make more money, where there's more stars and more teams with cap space and he can play well. We say it all the time, Jeff, is that there's always, there are always teams that strike out with the big names who are forced to overpay for somebody else. And, and the economics of this summer, as we all know, based on what's going on outside the basketball world, is going to kill the salary cap. It's going to, from, from a, a fertile standpoint, that's not necessarily the best scenario because you're looking at a situation where under a normal summer, he could probably get somewhere in the range of 13, 14, 15 mil a year optimistically uh, annually. 
But this year with that cap closing, there's not going to be a lot of teams who are going to be willing to give him that. And so from his standpoint, I think that's why he would wait. But from the first Spurs standpoint, I think that's why if they were to extend, I think now would be the time because you could save him on a, on, a, on a price tag if you were committed to bringing him back. Here's the thing why I would want him back. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's meshing with this young core now. Um, he did pretty good. Like I say, great, but he did okay out in the bubble. And if the Spurs are wanting to go in the youth movement, why do you want to throw a wrinkle in that movement? Mm-hmm. Trey Lyles, you know, didn't get to participate out in the bubble. He was hurt, you know, but he'll be back and, you know, we'll see what happens then. LaMarcus Aldridge, he, we all know he kind of stymies the offense and doesn't really lend well to that style that the young guys want to play. Pirtle does, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, it's, it's tough. It's a tough spot that the Spurs are in with this because long-term, you know Aldridge is, is gone after this season. Right, he's yeah, he's even on the roster in 2021. So you know he is gone. So in the immediacy, you know that, that Pirtle is going to fill that spot or, or at least going to be around for this one year to hold down, be a primary, uh, I guess, the primary, one of the primary – uh, focal points to hold down that center spot, even with Aldridge here, even with Aldridge here, because he'd be first in line to, to come off as that center off, off the bench. And the way that things were going right now, like you alluded to, it did appear that he was fitting in relatively well, obviously from a, a scoring, spreading the floor standpoint, mm-hmm. the expectations not going to be there, but that's understandably so, but serving as a guy who can maintain the paint, who can rebound, who can defend relatively consistently. He did a good job with it. He especially saw it in the latter half of the bubble where he extended those minutes. I think he right. won one of the couple of the games. He got 30-plus minutes, which mm-hmm. was uh, high on the season. He had 19-point performance thrown in there as well. So you saw the positive signs. But I think, Jeff, what it's ultimately going to come down to is what do they feel like is and this sounds very much no kidding but what do they feel like is his role or or his peak his ceiling going forward do they think that if they are to pay him that if you bring him back in all likelihood you're probably operating under the assumption that he's going to be a starter for you you're probably operating under that assumption at least down the road maybe the first second year probably not but if he does start it's going to have to be by default next Mm -hmm. year uh, or two years theoretically from now if he were to come back. So it's, a, it's an interesting spot that the Spurs are in. And right now, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what the true answer is because on the other side from his standpoint, I don't know if he necessarily, Pirtle necessarily knows uh, how committed he is to this right. thing, to staying in San Antonio. Yeah, and look, um, he's told European outlets that he does think, obviously things can change, but he does believe that he will remain a Spur. But money talks. And if there's a team out there that's going to throw him a, a bunch of money, I cannot blame him if he takes it. But historically, Casey, the Spurs don't really match on offers for bigs. We've seen that. No, with they do Juan. not. We've seen that with Dwayne Dedman. We've seen that with the various other bigs uh, during their history. Do you think this would be a mistake if the Spurs don't match? Now, obviously, if it's something ridiculous, you know, where it's going to break their bank, yeah, I, I get that. But if it's still something within their reach, but it's a little bit asking too much, you think the Spurs would would be unwise to not match? So we'll say like 
we'll throw that number at somewhere between like 10 to 12 million okay. instead of that 13 to 15 factor that in 10 to 12 million dollars for Pirtle. That would be, that would take you through next season, yeah. 2022, 23. Am I doing this right? 23, 24, 20, right? So yeah, next 2021, 21, 22, 22, 23. So you're paying Pirtle would start maybe 10, 11, 12, uh, progressively if you were to sign him to say a, a three-year deal of course that's not a, a bad price tag for him yeah. that's not that's not a bad price tag for a guy who will be a, a starting center in this league I mean comparatively speaking just to give you perspective right now uh looking at a few of the numbers I brought up a, a few of the numbers comparable uh to him I mean Taj Gibson veteran of the business center 12 years in the big he got 10, 12 12 years in the league he got a he was working with the knicks on a 10 million dollar a year mm-hmm. offer for one year so i mean and, and pertle is a, a better basketball player than than Taj gibson for sure so i i think if you were to get him at that price tag i think you'd do it i mean i wouldn't go as far to say it's a mistake because i think when you said you know, think to the extent of a mistake, you think that you're letting like a can't miss guy go. Right. But if you're letting a 10 to $12 million opportunity there annually walk, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, you could find it elsewhere, but the only problem is you have to find it at that point. But I mean, he, he is a good option at that, at that number. I think, I don't know if I'd go as far as calling it a, a mistake, but you know, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't necessarily it, it make it a little bit more of an inconvenience to try to find that that fill in, you know. Let's look at some numbers here and I'm going to cleaning the glass here. Um, he Pertle did see an increase in several uh, statistical categories. It's sort of the defensive end, cause, you know, Spurs fans and we all know him for the defense he brings. You know, this past season, 1920, uh, he had a four point one percent block percentage. That's his career high right now. Mm-hmm. Um, last year in his first year in San Antonio, it was 2.7. So there's that. His steal percentage went up to 1.4. Again, another career high. Um, his foul percentage stayed about the same. He fouls about 4% of the time. Uh, but you're looking at other little intangibles that he brings. His free throw defensive rebounding. Uh, so basically just the missed free throws that the Spurs uh, create. 29%, another career high stat. For him, even his defensive rebounding uh, percentage, mm-hmm. 19.2. That's valuable, Casey. And that's yeah. another reason why I think the Spurs should match if it's not some ridiculous offer. I don't right. think there'll be a ridiculous offer because all teams are hurting for money right now and they want to be penny pinching. But that's valuable. And defense wins titles. And if Pop is still around, he's going to see that, Casey. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But like I was saying before, I don't. I don't think this comes down to really the Spurs' decision, despite the fact that they hold the cards, whether they want to bring them back. That's in the short term. In the long term, that's his call. That's his call. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm kind of more of the belief that he's going to sign this one-year qualifying offer to, to stay put and then try to ball out after that uh, and get more than that 10 to $12 million price tag. And if he does do that, I mean, it is feasible. Mm-hmm. Another thing you have to keep in mind here, Jeff, too, is that getting locked into that number, 
potentially that 15, that 13 to 15, we won't we'll call it 13 foot, but we'll call it 12 uh, on, on, the, on the latter end of that 10 to 12. We'll call that 12. In 2021, the Spurs have a lot of money or projected to have yeah, a lot do. of money to play yep. with. A lot of money to play with. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we know this is the summer of Giannis that's coming up in, a, in, in next off season. Do we even call it the summer anymore? Off, I know. It's more season. like a, a break. I think they're on a break. Yeah, I'll right. be right back in a couple <laughs> you know of weeks. Yeah. Right. You know, what, you know what I'm going for. You know, you, you know what I'm – off season. I guess that's the better way to put it. So we know that they're not going to be in play for Giannis. We know that they're not going to be in play for uh, – probably not in play for Paul and George, just, you know, talking guys off the top of my head. But they could be in play for a guy like Rudy Gobert. I would oh, think. definitely. I would definitely see that. Yeah. Steven Adams is a free agent too. Mm-hmm. They could be in play for Steven Adams. Huge Popovich fan. Huge Popovich fan. So would you rather pocket that extra 15 mil in your hand to know that you have more leeway, more bucks to outbid somebody if you really want one of these two guys? Would you? Would it be yeah. more beneficial to do that? Or would well, you rather well, have... You know what I mean? Like, would you rather have Gobert for 30, Adams for 28, or would you rather have Pirtle for 15? Right. And I yeah, think from the Spurs standpoint, it, I don't think Pirtle's going to be as good as either of those two guys. Right. I mean, maybe there's an argument um, he would be better than Adams simply because of the age factor and uh, how much he – maybe less, you know. But Adams, Adams – I don't, I don't think Adams is even 30 years old, Right. I thought he was at 30 or 29. I think Pirtle's at 24 or 25. Pirtle or Adams will be. Yeah, Pirtle's at 24 20, years old right yeah, now. Yeah, Adams will be 29, 29 okay. by next summer. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. a five-year gap right there, more yeah. or less. You know, and, I, and in this NBA, I'll take it, you know, with, with youth kind of being the, the big thing right now. Young legs or up and down. No, but no, Pirtle's not, you know, a runner. He's not going to get you up there, but he's no. definitely faster than LMA. He'll get up there, you know, he'll, he'll – do the dirty work he doesn't need his touches he doesn't demand the ball he'll clean up whatever it needs to be cleaned up if any mistakes are made we went over his defensive uh, numbers right now let's go look at some some offensive numbers now again via cleaning the glass um, his uh, assist percentage uh, shot up tremendously this year um casey um a career high 12.6 percent of the time uh, he was assisting on teammates made shots that's great. That's awesome. 12.6? 12.6%. That's actually not bad. That's really <laughs> good. Last year, his first season in San Antonio, again, according to Cleaning the Glass, and again, for those who are trying to, what is this assist percentage? Basically, that what it is, it's a measurement of the percentage of, in this case, Pirtle's uh, teammates made shots that Pirtle assist on. Twelve. So that, so that would so – does that factor in like hockey assists in there too? <laughs> no, just no. I, I say that I say that in all seriousness. No, no, no. It's just simply no. direct assist. You know. Huh. So he's finding the open man. He's making the right pass. At least that's what the numbers are showing. Last year, in his first year in San Antonio, nine point nine percent. It just shot up. Um, one thing that did decline a bit was his. Uh, I believe it was his uh, points per shot attempt. Uh, again, cleaning the glass measures that by the total points scored per 100 shot attempts. Um, 127.2 last year. Well, 18-19. I know everybody's mixed up with these years now. 1920 uh, season, 122.0. It dipped a bit, um, but, you know, it's not too bad, you know, because the Spurs do have scores 
on their squad. One thing that is concerning, though, is his turnovers. Uh, he coughed the ball up uh, quite a bit uh, this past season. It wasn't his worst season, actually his sophomore season in Toronto, um, turning the ball over close to 19% of the time. Uh, this past year, 15% of the time, Casey. Uh, I guess one of the things you live with, you know, I mean, you try to yeah. clean it up. Uh, hopefully he'll just get better. Uh, I, I look at Proto and I just see the value he brings and I hope the Spurs do match an offer, albeit, you know, it's not out of their realm of their pocketbook uh, to bring him back. I think he's a valuable piece to this team. Uh, he, he's not going to give you those stunning numbers that you see LMA dish out or, or Gobert or other bigs in the NBA, but he's perfect for what the Spurs are looking for right now in this youth movement, Casey. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, I just think honestly, it comes down to what, what that value is. If you're going to get him back as a result, if he decides that he, if he is going to sign, if he's going to sign a deal mm -hmm. where he's going to potentially take 10 to $12 million a year, Mm -hmm. and the Spurs are presented with that offer that they have to match, I think you do it. Mm -hmm. I think you do it. I think you do it. Because that's not a huge, inordinate amount. It's 10 to 12, I, I don't think that's that bad. I think it's when you get into that 14, 15 annual range, and he won't see that in all likelihood this year, uh, that, that you, have to be, you have to put pause on things a little bit more. In the immediacy, though, you can operate under the assumption that Pirtle will be back or has a very mm -hmm. strong chance of being back next year, just off that one year, just off the one year offer sheet that we're assuming the Spurs are going to offer and he's going to sign. And in all likelihood, he'll pass up any mm -hmm. extension like we were uh, alluding to before you'll do that. So, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think Pirtle is a piece. I think Pirtle is a very, is a very, competent you could do a whole lot more worse mm -hmm. than than having a guy like that uh especially you know you you forget how young he is you mentioned 24 yeah that's young i mean that that's young and and a guy who really not until the past two years got more quality reps i know i know in toronto that second year uh he he did start getting more time he actually mm -hmm. played a full 82 if i'm not mistaken yeah, he's very durable but, yeah he's durable that and that's another thing. What, what do they say? The best ability in the NBA is availability, right? Is that another thing? So you're paying for a you're paying for a good value at either either way. You're paying for relatively good value at what it's at because you get a guy who can rebound, defend, and do things that the way that you're going, the way the 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 game plan, the way that the MO, the the viewpoint of this roster is younger and faster. He can do things a lot of the other guys can't do on the floor and, and be the best one on that roster to do that for better and for worse. In your article you note that he's a Spurs um pretty much best paint defender, rim protector, you know, block numbers are there, you know, so you give him that. And then you also, you measure the economics of it, which I like that you brought in the article, but you leave a verdict and, and your verdict sounds, from what I'm reading, from what I'm gathering, it's kind of like, it's almost a win-win situation. Am I reading that right? From, from what viewpoint? From the, from everybody's viewpoint, if, 
if the Spurs were able to retain him, you know, they, they match an offer or he decides to stay, you know, great. You got somebody who, you know, fits well right now as a proven. If he leaves, signs good for him because he's probably going to get paid and he's going to get the reps and he's going to find the time on the court. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a win-win situation for me. That's what I'm gathering. But I guess where I'm leading this is to this point. Let's just say he does pick up an offer and he decides to uh, take his talents elsewhere. The Spurs will have Eubanks, LMA, and Trey Lyles on that roster. You think Eubanks could fill that void? Um, no. No? Okay. No, I don't. I don't. But, I mean, this is not a can't-miss product that's walking out the door. Right. It's not. It's not a, it, he's a nice rotational player that's walking out the door that you'd be letting go. You'll be able at some point to find another Jakob Pertl. It'll take a little, take a little bit. It'll take some developing, some searching. But it's not like you're letting – if, if they were to let Keldon walk out the door at this – Oh, God, it would be Right, yeah. exactly. It, you're not letting Keldon walk out the door like this. You're not doing it. Uh, so from, from that standpoint, it's more kind of like, a, you know, you're talking about final verdict with it. And I think the, the verdict that I did, or at least I expected, was that he was going to sign that offer and not accept any extension, only to try to extend next year. And I'll kind of stand by that stance uh, is, is that, that that's not the end of the world. If, if that happens with the Spurs. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you though, and it's something I hit on sure. in the article as well. And I want to, and I wrote it in mind of asking for you is that for a while, and, and it helped a little bit with Keldon playing, uh, playing pretty well in, in a short amount of time and ease the pain a little, little bit. But the optics of the Kawhi trade mm-hmm. largely have been negative from the Spurs side of things. The optics have been that they did not get anywhere near cents on the dollar for this guy. And probably pretty right. Up to this point through two years, probably pretty right. Uh, one, the skeptics are, are right when they say that. Do you think that that aspect of the trade knowing that that's there and the sentiment that they didn't win this kind of influences them more in saying that it, it influences them more in, in re-signing Pirtle just to kind of validate like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It, it, it's like we let Kawhi go, but we got two starters out of the deal five years from now or three years from now, five I, years it, after the trade. You know, you know what I'm going for, right? Yeah, just to offer a like sense of trying validation. to salvage it. Right. I think oof. it's tough, right? It's tough. Yeah. It's tough because I, I see the situation where the Spurs are going to be like, well, we had a gun to our head. You know, there was nothing we could have done, you know, outside of, I, I if the reports were true though, I think they could have done something dealing with, mm-hmm. with the Lakers. I think that would have been great if the Spurs just bit the bullet and did that. But outside of that and making the deal with Toronto, Yes, as of right now, it's not looking good. Uh, there's hope because of KJ's uh, emergence of he's on the bubble and the steady play of Pirtle, but you're never going to match Kawhi Leonard, what he's doing. You're right. never going to get that. So it's always going to look bad, Casey, no matter what mm-hmm. deal the Spurs made to get, um, to get something for uh, Kawhi Leonard. And I think if Pirtle does walk, I mean, yeah, I think that you're going to hear it. You're going to see, look, the Spurs struck out. And look, and I love, I love KJ. I think he's going to be a great player, but we just don't know 
if he's going to reach that stardom level yet. He's the trajectory is there. The Spurs fans going crazy right now saying that, yeah, he's going to get that. I mean, to no fault of his own, Kawhi Leonard is a top five to seven player in the league. The right. expectation for Kelvin Johnson is that coming back in that trade is that for the number 21 pick overall in the draft right. is to not be a five to seven player in the league. So that's no fault of his own there. Right. But hey, it is what it is. They had to make a deal. You know, Kawhi was going to leave. And the Spurs could have been in, in worse shape with nothing, Casey. And mm-hmm. I think Spurs fans need to put that in perspective when they look back at that deal, which involved Perto and, and now what would turn out to be Kelden, was this could have been a lot worse. You know, you so you don't think there, so. You don't think there's the, there's no pressure for them to be more aggressive in bringing him back, just to kind of. Hmm. confirm that i keep saying the term validation uh you know, I, I guess well what did you say you used to use the i think the, 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 you say? the spurs are gonna i don't think they're gonna look at that i i think pop and i guess brian Wright in this case they're not gonna be looking back at what the deal that went down they're not gonna be well we gotta keep Perto because it's gonna validate us you know mm-hmm. validate the deal i don't think that goes to the mind i think what they're going through right now i think that Kawhi Leonard saga is behind them now. They're pushing forward. They're, we know that Pop all but announced it at in Orlando. And I think this is a new chapter in yeah. their uh, history. Now, here's the thing, though. If Pirtle walks and KJ doesn't pan out, then, you know, and, you know, DeMar DeRozan leaves either of this season. Yeah, this, it's a total disaster. But right, I mean, right now, it's... Right. it's, it's, it's it's looking okay. It's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. DeMar because, still, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, we're saying this operating on the assumption that DeRozan's gone after next year, of course. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. DeRozan leaves next year and you know, when Pirtle's still around and KJ is still, you know, figuring things out because he's going to go through that next season. He got only eight games, which is great, but let's see what he does in what maybe mm-hmm. could be what 60 something games next season. We don't know. Whatever it is. We'll just say a full season. Yeah, a full season, you know. Um, then we'll see. But I, I just think right now they're not looking back at the Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and, and the thing is I think the Spurs are, I guess, a proud enough, realistic enough organization to acknowledge that when, they, when, when we took the L, we took the L. Yeah. In the Kawhi, Kawhi trade, we lost. We lost the Kawhi trade. They were going to lose no matter what. Right, of course. But yeah. I mean, from the standpoint of trying to find that, that validation or, or just that reassurance that they te- kind, of, kind of tell themselves that they got it right by bringing back Pearl. Because if you do that in some cases, if you invest that money into him and he just turns into a glorified role player who's Brooke giving Lopez. you – What was that? Brooke Lopez. If, well, listen, hey, if they, can <laughs> hey get, Brooke, yeah. if they can get Brooke Lopez or Robin $15 million, Lopez. <laughs> three, that's a pretty good deal. I know I know they're kind of goofy and pretty yeah. much built the same and unathletic. <laughs> but <laughs> if they can get Brooke Lopez out of that, that's pretty good. But I think they're 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 proud enough of an organization to acknowledge that if they screwed to acknowledge that they screwed it up. But they're not going to put themselves in a position to worsen themselves if they don't feel like Jakob has that potential to earn that type of money, that and, fifteen million dollars a year. I don't think they'll do it because that only puts them in a bigger bind going here's, forward. Here's the thing, too. I also don't think they're going to want to mess up 
what could potentially change the franchise back in the right path next off season. Right. When they have that money, I don't think they're going to throw some ridiculous Pal Gasol contract at them and mortgage away that future because they could possibly add a solid all-star already made prime player to this young core. This young core is probably not going to see their peak yet for another couple seasons. You know, right. we're not going to see that happen for like two, three more seasons. KJ may buck that trend, but you know, Lonnie, I think he still needs another full season to pan out. Uh, KJ, maybe a half season before we start seeing him really grow. And I wouldn't be surprised too next season. Um, uh, Casey, a lot of the plays are run for KJ. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to see that. And here's the thing too. If they do give the money to Pirtle and they keep him around, I'm not going to hate it. I don't think Spurs fans are going to hate it. I no. think they're going to be like, that makes sense, San Antonio. That was a wise decision. I think what's going to happen, though, if they announce they keep him and you see the numbers and the numbers are just like, you're giving them how much? You know, I think right. that's where you'll see Spurs fans kind of bite well, their fingers and be like, okay, you really have to go down that road, San Antonio. Okay, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen here. Assuming the way, assuming the way I said it before is that he sticks to the one-year offer sheet, and he sticks to that one-year offer sheet, and becomes an unrestricted free agent summer sure. 2021. For teams that are looking for the bigs, we mentioned Gobert, we mentioned Stephen Adams, probably to a lesser degree, and Andre Drummond. Those are three big, the three big guys at their position who are probably going to get paid. Gobert, Drummond, Adams, probably in that order from highest to lowest. But you're both looking at right about for Drummond, Gobert, like 30 each annually to start. And Adams probably a notch below that. There's going to be a lot of teams interested and there's going to be a lot of teams striking out. And for the teams that strike out on those guys, for every team that does, Pirtle's price tag goes up that much more, assuming he plays well next year and continues to grow. So you're looking at a point that, say, the Spurs strike out on Gobert. I don't know if they have interest. Well, they might have interest in Drummond. But they, they, uh, we'll just say they strike out on all three of those guys right there. Pirtle can come back at that point and even raise that price tag even more. Be like, all right, well, you didn't get any of these guys. Now I don't want 15. I played well for you last year. I want 18. I want 19, that's somewhere kind of, around there. That's and that's where it gets tough. That sentiment is already, um, at least personally, I'm feeling that already from him yeah, in his words. Thing, that's, exactly. He's already at reason, that point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. He's already, yeah. you, you said it right there. He's already at that point. So that's another thing to keep in consideration this year. If you have the opportunity to potentially match at that, that low number, you really have to consider it because next year it's going to be really a tough pill to swallow. If you're going to go out here and be paying upwards potentially of 18, 19 million, if you strike out on the big guys at center underneath. Yeah. And And if you get, and listen, Hey man, if you get Pirtle at $10 million, you feel a lot better bringing him off the bench at 10 Mm-hmm. than you do bringing them off the bench at 20, especially when you have that money if you do hit on Gobert, you know? Right, and, and you what? You deal with one more season with Pirtle, and you just go into the assumption that he's probably going to bounce after next season. You know, he'll probably yeah. be an unrestricted free agent, and he'll take his talents elsewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And a team will take him. You know, he's young still. You know, he, he brings value. We've gone over some numbers. Uh, I just see it for me, from my viewpoint, I'm thinking long game right now. I'm thinking mm-hmm. keep him if, you, if there's not a ridiculous uh, offer being made his way because of the chemistry already. I, I, you know, these are still young. This is a young team. And imagine them having fluctuated already with uh, different teammates here and there, and especially a crucial teammate like Pirtle has established himself with him in the bubble. We know LMA is going to be out likely at the end of next season. Uh, why not keep on keeping on, develop that chemistry, get that familiarity, you know, why throw in, well, I'm, I'm making this up now, you know, player X, you know, and maybe the fit was just better. I don't know. We just have to see. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to say bye-bye Pirtle and hello Gobert, I mean, that's a no brainer, you know, or mm-hmm. bye-bye Pirtle and hello Andre Drummond. Great. And I think the, the young Spurs will love that, but, if they if they're really serious about this youth movement, then keeping their youth um, together and, the, and and that includes Pirtle, and for my in my opinion is vital uh, for the development of this next uh, generation of Spurs players. But here's the thing too, Casey. If if you look at Pirtle though, when he made his comments, because I think Spurs fans forget about this, he wasn't making these comments after the bubble. He said them before, before. the bubble. Before. Yep. Before they even took off uh, to Orlando when they were still in San Antonio getting uh, back into the gym. uh, When there wasn't even assurance that we were going to have basketball. Exactly. He was already (laughs) saying this stuff. Do you think that was his way of putting the Spurs on notice that, Hey, absolutely. You know, and and that's, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's why he's going to sign. That's why I don't think he's going to extend with anyone in this, this, this off season. I don't think he's going to extend with anyone. And he, he's made it clear. He's made it clear that he's thinking ahead for his future financially as well. Because when you're saying that you're pursuing opportunities as a starter, that means you're pursuing whoever is going to be paying you the most in all likelihood, because they believe in you to be that starter. That's the implication. When someone says that, that's the implication what it is to me that they're going to follow the money. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but, but that sounds pretty clear that that's what he's at least aiming for. And I, honestly, I can't believe him. I, I can't really blame him because, or I should say, I can believe him. I can't blame him because it's his first big chance to get extended after his rookie contract. Yeah. And he should be eyeing something like that if it is there, if a team is willing to pay him that money. But like you said, that's him almost counterpunching the fact that the Spurs have that have his immediate rights for next year Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what that is that's him trying to make a power play in response to knowing that the spurs make the call on him in the immediacy well you know i've been glowing about his positives you know on both ends of the court and a little bit of the negative the turnover percentage but you know i I gotta be fair and you know there is the downside of purtle and that is he can't shoot worth a lick he cannot take a three-point shot let alone a mid-range shot I mean, can he? I can't even say that he can. He has a even a hook shot, you know, to save his life. He's, he's very off, he's very flawed offensively. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the offensive end that worries me. Um, if I don't see any type of marked improvement, that was one of the things that I thought I would see this season from him, but I did not see that. I, I saw great defensive uh, work from him. I saw a lot of the little things that he brings, the the stuff that does not show up on the stat sheet, and his, just his paint presence. And that's great, and that's valuable. But offensively, that's where I'm hesitant on that number. 
why are the Spurs going to give out some re- some match, some crazy offer, or let alone some kind of a cringy offer? You know, maybe you bite a little bit, and you're kind of like, I guess, um, if he's just limited so much on that court and pretty much dominating on one end versus a balanced game on both ends. Now, look, mm-hmm. um, if it's a contract year for him, if they, you know, he does stay for that one year next season, you know, yeah, then he's on notice and he needs to prove that he can be a two-way guy. And I think that'll help the Spurs at least next season, you know, who knows what happens after season, after that season. But it's just that limited offensive end is what worries me the most when it comes to offering Pirtle a contract Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the way that the NBA is transitioning yeah. too. I mean, he he definitely is competent enough on the defensive end of the floor. But if you're following suit of the way the NBA is going and the gradual process, that doesn't work. You at least have to have – you can't be a liability on the floor offensively. And it's progressively – gone more and more in that direction from you got to be able to be efficient around the basket to you have to be able to have a mid-range shot and in two years from now or by the end of next offseason it's going to be more and more so hey you have to be able you have to have the ability to extend to 18 20 feet out be able to knock down a corner three when you get it and Pirtle right now hasn't shown hasn't shown those signs he hasn't shown those signs. That's something that's going to cost him financially going forward if things follow suit in that direction almost that drastically. And again, he probably has Brooke Lopez to thank for that because Brooke Lopez yeah. changed his whole game, like you said. So, he, yeah, he could send him that uh, thank you card, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that is what's uh, getting me right now. It's, it's, I, I like the money you give him for his defensive side. And does he deserve a pay rate? Yeah, because I think he provides defense. And that is the area of concern for the Spurs this past season. Defensively, they sometimes couldn't slow down anybody. And when he was off the court, you saw teams pretty much score at will. Um, And then, of course, there's just LaMarcus Aldridge. How much more left does he have in the tank uh, to anchor that defense, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. So we shall see, but you know they, they got other guys, other bigs, you know, you know on the on the roster. Trey Lyles, great three point shooter, great rebounder. He was having a great spike in his play right before the pandemic happened. So maybe he will pan out to be a better player next season. He's definitely working hard in the off season. Eubanks, rugged, tough guy, but very undersized. What six nine, six eight, something like that. So, um, you know, I've been in the paint, but Hey, you know, even then positionless basketball, you know, look at Draymond green, he was six, eight, six, nine, and still shutting it down. Obviously Eubanks is not green, but there no. is still that blueprint there that Eubanks can at least give you something. But, and I, and, and that's when I look at the roster depth, and I think, well, again, Pirtle's value there, you know, he brings value to the depth at the big man department. And maybe they can address that, you know, in free agency this, this summer. I don't know, but as of right now, I'm pro keeping him, but something reasonable and not matching something outrageous or giving him some sort of, like I mentioned, Paul Gasol deal where mm-hmm. it makes Spurs fans just, you know, pull their hair out of their head. But uh, to read more of what Casey had to say about Jacoperto and his article titled Keeper Pass, um, you can go check it out right now. It is on the Spurs Zone. It's live. It actually went live when we were talking about it at uh, newsforcesanantonio.com. It's there. And by the way, this is just the beginning 
of Casey's uh, series this offseason. He's going to be looking at a lot of the other free agents that the Spurs have on roster, maybe even some of the non-free agents that they have, and keeping or passing on them in his thoughts, or in this case, the verdict that he gives in his article. When we get back, we're going to be looking at some fan react to Casey's article. But before we do that, let's uh, talk quickly about rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all the car parts you'll ever need. You need new uh, brake lamps? They got it. Oil? They got it. Carpet for your car? They have it. Again, rockauto.com. All the best brands, reliably low prices, specifications, unique and easy to navigate catalog. It's all there for you to go peruse or if you're simply needing a car part right now, you want to go to rockauto.com. Uh, and when you do that, you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection. Again, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Please go to rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, and I'm joined by Casey Vieira, San Antonio sports reporter. Follow him on Twitter, at Casey underscore Vieira. Now, of course, Casey, we saw it coming. We knew Spurs fans were going to have a react to your thoughts, and here's a sample of some of um, the fan base and what they had to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is from at Jimmy C. Fields. He says, pass. I like Yak, but I need my center to be able to score outside two feet. Your thoughts, Casey? It's, it sounds like everything we just said the previous yep. segment, right? Yeah, right there. Well, I mean, it just shows you that Spurs fans are on par with um, pretty much the thoughts here. Okay, here's another one uh, from at Adam38406477. Keep only for the right price. So there you have it. Again, another sentiment mm-hmm. that we shared. Uh, this is interesting from, uh, from Jaquan uh, Jefferson. He says, I would hate if they resigned this dude. Hate is what he said. He cost the Spurs so many games because he can't score or make free throws. However, this is interesting. Since he's a foreign player, most Spurs fans love him. Okay, I guess. I'm not denying that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, finally, somebody. But but listen, though, like, all those are good points. And I think what you have to kind of take out of that is they don't want to bring him back as as the, the guy who's playing upwards of 30 minutes a night. And, and of course, that's a very small sample size that you just read. But indirectly, that that's kind of what all those sentiments tell you, is that if he is coming back, you're bringing him back cheap as a guy who's going to come up and not okay. put you in a spot where games rely but, on him. But that's, that's the what thing. they want. He's already, yeah. he's already going at the mouth already. He's already saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here if I'm not going to get paid and I'm not going to yeah. play. I mean, in so mm-hmm. many words, he didn't say it like that. Again, let me just reiterate, he did say he all but believes he'll be back in San Antonio. But if he's already in that mindset, uh, you know, you, if you're the Spurs, you're looking at that like, like, Pirtle, what are you doing, man? Like, mm-hmm. you're going out there. I and think that was a lot out. of people's reaction. 
Yeah. That was a lot of people's reaction. (laughs) Um, This is from Mark Barrington too. He says, keep a player with that kind of limited offensive game won't be in huge demand. I I think maybe he meant something else, but maybe in a defensive game. Uh, But he says the Spurs should be able to assign him for the right figure and improve his shooting. Again, shooting thing. Here, this is from at Claw Royalty, I guess a Kawhi Leonard fan. says, good bench if we can keep him 10 mil or less. What about that number, Casey? 10 mil or less? I think that's the magic number. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's the magic number. You don't go over 10. You don't go over 10 because I think you feel all right given giving a guy $10 million off a bench in, in, in this NBA, in, in this NBA, you, I think the most for that spot, even 10 might be on the back end of stretching it. Uh, but I think that that's a conversation to have. I don't think you go over $10 million a year if, uh, if he's offered that this year. Uh, I, I don't think you go past that number. So I agree with that. Um, it, if... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, ten million is like you mentioned the magic number. Do you think another team would throw something bigger at him like that than that? Well, that's just to out, that's just the, to outprice San Antonio. I don't. I don't know. I mean, considering <laughs> the economics, I mean, do you really think like a this year? I don't. I don't think this is the year to be concerned about that. I think okay. it'd be next year when, next year. when, of course, when the ball is not in in the Spurs court, right? Uh, when they don't they don't make that final say. I don't think that de- that demand to be outbid will be there this year no next year maybe but this year no and i think proto knows that i think that's why Mm -hmm. when he spoke to the european outlets he said more than likely i'm going to stay in san antonio but obviously he didn't say for how long so right well i mean this year this year i mean 21 or 2020 2021 is going to be in all likelihood the the most time he'll see and in all likelihood he'll probably be starting more games than he sits yeah or at least yeah. there's a good chance of it, especially if Aldridge goes. There's yeah, definitely okay. a good chance of it. We got some more react. Uh, once again, from Jaquan Jefferson, he says he needs to go. Watching him in those two games against Philly and Denver in the bubble was disgusting. Yeah, so, but the thing is, but the thing is, you got to be fair though. You got to because I was thinking the same thing. I mean, he got he got toasted in those two games. Yeah, he did. But he also played well in the back half. Yeah, he also it, played well. So let's be let's be fair. I'll be fair. Yeah, and that's how I started off the segment. Um, what well, the previous like, to start the Yaka Perto discussion was because he played good. I'm not gonna say he played stellar. He wasn't the standout, but he played good, uh, all things considered. And and you you look at it too. He got a spike in minutes, so yeah, he's gonna be having more time out there. He's gonna do some dumb things out there. You're gonna it's gonna be more right. apparent. Um, and you put him in focus like that. And um, not having an elevator, maybe at a side if they played a twin tower look, you know, to clean, help them clean up or what have you. Nevertheless, yeah, you know, based on the, this quick react we're getting from fans, the vibe is that the fan base wouldn't be sad if he does uh, the Spurs do pass or see him go, Casey. It certainly sounds like the case. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. <laughs> you know, hey, it's you, a very you know, small sample size, but. Hey, but if there's anything we've learned about the Spurs fan base over the past few months, is that they, their opinions, their sentiments, they change just like that. Yes. We're yeah, looking Pearl, Pearl can a drop a double-double in, in game one of the new season and it'd be, uh-huh. re-sign can, him. Right. If he, yeah, re-sign him now. And Pertle, If Pertle comes back next year and he starts and he puts up, I don't know, we'll, we'll say 10-8 and just under two blocks a night, give or take, Mm-hmm. We'll call it that. 
that narrative, I think, is going to change. Yeah. <laughs> from Spurs fans. And, and I think that, a contract season would do him good as well. Well, of course. And yeah. that's the other thing, too. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. I, you know, it'll light a fire in anybody. Um, we mm-hmm. shall see, you know. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a great discussion. And I, I get it. This is one of the uh, bigger storylines that a lot of Spurs fans have been in talking about, even here in Lockdown Spurs. But what Casey did took it a step beyond. It's a really good article. Go check it out. NewsForSanAntonio.com right now. And, uh, yeah, enjoy it. And it's, it's not just that. Uh, of course, uh, I, you know, one of the running jokes that Casey and I have is that, you know, Jeff will find anything, anything out there to give you. <laughs> well, th- that is holding true right now in the offseason. Uh from um, Keldon Johnson going sightseeing in San Antonio to Rudy Gay and what is he doing off the court in his business ventures. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. So please go there. NewsForSanAntonio.com slash sports slash Spurs Zone. Uh, go check it out. Uh, go see we even uh, what Drew Eubanks had to say about that offseason minicamp that the Young Spurs held. Yeah, that was a part two of our discussion. And it was released about uh, four days ago. Go check out what went down. How did they, uh, the young guys, took in that work in the offseason together? A great chat with Drew Eubanks. And, of course, uh, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, We're going to be trying to turn this out in this offseason. They may be uh, a little sporadic here and there, but we'll try to get at least three to four out there a week. Uh, just uh, it's going to be really, really stretching out some of these storylines, Casey. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That, that, I, I will, I will give you credit. I, the way you got through that bubble was something. So if you can get through that bubble, yeah, you can get through this because exactly. at least now there's some things to talk about. I mean, we could talk about, I don't know, Cole Anthony, the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Cole, how Cole Anthony would mesh on the floor with, with, with Derek white or, or right. you know, something like that. There's at least more hypotheticals to throw out there with the draft and free agency here. So and, if you and, can and get you, through, you know, you're able yeah. to get through the bubble. So if you got through the bubble, find what you did, you'll be okay. And you know what I want to do again, because um, it actually turned out to be a hit. Uh, the, the panel debate that actually got a lot of feedback and got a lot of listens. And I mm-hmm. think what I like to do is uh, either, have an all fan debate, which is going to have to really be moderated heavily because I think Spurs fans going to be very passionate. Mm-hmm. We'll just bring you guys back where we had last time and uh, go at it again. Maybe. Uh, oh, any anytime I get to chat, anytime, anytime we get to interact with Pledge, you know, it's always always peach. Yeah, so. when he, when he when he called all of us on the panel uh, boring because we wouldn't roll the dice on trading some of the pieces. He goes, "You guys are." <laughs> You get rid of Keldon. You get rid of Derek. Obviously, you know, I'm just being facetious. He, said, he did say keep Keldon. Pledge would fit in perfectly in New York. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. he has that New York media York, vibe. Yeah. 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 And he already looks the part. He's already well, got the, he already, he already has got the, the fashion down pat. I mean, he fit in perfectly in that Nick front office, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, yeah, it, it was a great uh, show. You know, if you can find it, just Google Lockdown Spurs panel debate. You know, you'll be able to listen to that. It was uh, Casey, myself, uh, James Plunger, ESPN San Antonio, and repping the fan base was Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. So it's there to enjoy. And hopefully you enjoy this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Casey, how can fans interact with you? Because they're doing it right now as we speak. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, at Casey, C-A-S-E-Y underscore B-R-O-V-I-E-R-A. You can find me on Twitter. 
All right, there you go. Uh, give uh, Casey a follow. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.